Marsden. Hey, Jason. Am I interrupting this regularly scheduled podcast? Hello, and welcome to Animation Fascination Podcast. This is episode 15, a long, long time ago. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away with Jason Marsden. <laughs> What's happening, Animation Fascination folk? All right, the podcast uh, focuses on the world of animation. Each episode, we feature an animated series or film from the past or present, whether it's traditionally hand-drawn, computer-generated, or stop-motion. If it's animated, it's up for discussion. Um, you could check out our website at animationfascination.wordpress.com, or you can also find us at movieovermind.com now as well. You can follow us on Twitter at Animated Podcast, or you can send us an email at animationfascinationpodcast at gmail.com. And if you have a Facebook, like everyone does, you can like us, just search Animation Fascination. And right into our topic for today, our interview with Jason Marsden. How are you, Jason? I'm doing great, man. How are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty Mark? good. Pretty good, just fighting off a cold. Mark and I have been, been uh, enjoying each other's uh, Instagram photos. You have quite the, the, the collection of toys and movies. and <laughs> As do and, you, sir. And Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, you, you inspired me. Today, if people are, can, they could follow us both on, on Instagram, uh, or I even post it on Twitter sometimes, but you inspired me to like, well, well I'll go take some close-up pictures of my toys, give, give them some attention. Because they're <laughs> just sitting on walls collecting dust. Yeah, that's what Instagram's good for. You can show off all your cool yeah. geeky collections of stuff. What do you what do you collect, Matt? Me? Um, I actually make things. <laughs> I, oh, well, uh, look at you. Don't have to buy yeah. anything, you just make it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm into working with my hands a lot, so I do a lot of crafts. I'm working on a, a model replica of a Sopwith camel right now. A what? A World War One biplane. Wow, nice. Scale model. I'll have to start throwing up some images on Instagram to share with you guys of it. You should you should do like a work in progress kind of thing. Oh, I could totally yeah, I'll totally do something like that. That'd be cool. All right. So <laughs> up for uh our interview today, um you Jason, you recently uh just finished up uh production on uh uh Young Justice, is that correct? That is correct. We wrapped our uh, second season. Awesome. Um, so how did you get involved in uh, Young Justice? Was that something you pursued or did someone just come to you and say, hey, can you do this for us? You know, it's just another uh, 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 saturation of auditions that I got that week. And uh, it was kind of funny. Um, I can't really talk too much about it. I was sworn to secrecy, even like who I'm playing. But I can tell you, I mean, this is how this is how secret it was. The um, audition at the time was for, I was told this brand new whiter than white cartoon series coming out for Warner brothers. And, and, and each character was kind of like, like, uh, based on the elements. I mean, it was, all, it was almost kind of like, it was another, uh, like, uh, captain planet kind of, yeah. cartoon. <laughs> that's what and it I was like, oh, like. okay, well, another one of these. All right. That's, that's fine. So I read the character. Um, and, uh, you know, a couple months later they said, oh yeah, you booked a, a part on young justice playing uh, so-and-so. I'm like, really? I don't remember auditioning for Young Justice. They said, well, you did. It was under the guise of this other show, this Captain Planet-esque-like show. 
Um, and we couldn't tell you what it was. It was, you know, <laughs> everyone, even my agent didn't know what it was. Uh, so lo and behold, it turned out to be, um, and again, I had no idea how big this role was, but it's, it's recurring. It's in throughout the length of the, uh, of the show. It's a pretty epic storyline. Um, I know, uh, I'm not a big Young Justice fan per se. I just, I just bought my first set of comic books in years uh, this past December, uh, so I don't follow a lot of Young Justice, but I think uh, the fans would be pretty, pretty impressed with what they're throwing in there. There's so many characters and and uh, a pretty intense storyline. So that's all I can really say about that at, at the moment. Nice. I'm definitely yeah, looking, nice. definitely looking forward to that. I saw a few episodes of the, the first season, and I didn't get like hooked on it immediately. So I'm definitely gonna look forward to the second season with with you on the show now. Right, right on. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen. I actually haven't seen it either. I've seen, I think, like a half an episode uh, here and there. But uh, I, I was a fan. I'm a fan of the the Superboy clone character from when yeah. he was introduced, when uh, Superman, quote unquote, died. Remember that? That yeah. Those, those comic issues, and I liked the Superboy character because I liked how when they spun him off, he was kind of like uh, this very egotistical superhero. He was almost doing it for like you know the attention, the press. Because his his offshoot, he had like I don't know if you guys read it, but he had like a uh, uh, <laughs> um, a camera crew following him around. This like hot chick who was like a journalist, and then this like alien cinematographer. Like imagine John Jones with a uh, with a camera. That's uh, interesting. And he, and he walked around, and he uh, and he had this leather jacket on, and that's that's the Superboy clone that I that I liked. I guess they changed it up for uh, for this show. Yeah. Like they kind of had him on the well, they had a Superman clone of sorts, like on the the last season of Small that was just on too. Oh right. Yeah, it's kind of similar, but he didn't have the leather jacket either. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So, um, how long did you actually get to work on this production? Was it a lengthy process, or was it just like a couple recording sessions? I did. I kind of lost count. I think I did did like six to eight. Um, maybe more. Um, so yeah, would you, so would that be maybe like a month long process or like a week? Oh no, many months. Um, many months, many months. I mean, we do, um, uh, they do like one recording a week, I think like four weeks on one week off. And I wasn't in every episode. Um, and uh, I think they even had like some script uh, changes here and there, so they, they was, it was kind of broken up over over a few months. Oh, cool. So, um, being in the studio, what kind uh, type of like work setting did they put you in? Did they throw you in like a booth, or are you sitting in front of a computer, or are you like are you with the other voice actors? <laughs> well, again, if if your listeners follow uh, Instagram or Twitter, I do post uh, the work environment, which is usually a recording studio. In fact, most of the shows I've been working on are in the, have been in the same um, studio in uh, in. Uh, Studio City, and then there's a sister studio in Burbank. Um, it's it's one big room, and they have uh, multiple mics set up. We work together as a cast. Um, Young Justice is is pretty unusual. They have it's such a it's such a big cast. I mean, like the last couple episodes, there were like fourteen, like twenty four characters, which is kind of unheard of. It goes back oh. to like the old school, you know, GI Joe Transformers days. Wow. Um, and you know, they kind of there wasn't twenty four or fourteen of us at once. It was maybe like. <laughs> Maybe at the most seven, 
and they, you know, they broke it up during the day. Like whoever had like the, the biggest chunk, you know, we do it first. So, you know, most of the time I work with, um, oh man, I almost gave it away. Uh, a, couple, <laughs> a, couple, a couple other new characters um, and uh, uh, Danica McKellar, who's uh, Miss Martian, um, uh, had some scenes with her. Who else was in the booth? Uh, Jesse McCartney, who was Robin. Um, uh, yeah, Phil, Phil Lamar, uh, Danica, Nolan North, and a few other people were in the last, uh, the last record. Oh, very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, this brings me to my next question. Um, so when you are actually recording, do you have any like little quirks or things that you do like to prepare yourself to record, you know, like the, what was it Anchorman, you know, how he, you know, what was it unique New York, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's, I've been getting that question asked a lot lately and, uh, and, and I bring it up to my, my fellow voiceover actors and we don't really have any sort of, uh, uh, riddles or tongue twisters that we practice over and over again. We just <laughs> show up, man. We, our preparation is, uh, you know, getting a good night's sleep, uh, if we're lucky and, uh, reading the script, the script is usually sent ahead of time and, uh, showing up on time, you know, looking over the words and, uh, and just being present. It's really, really, yeah. it. I wish you a yeah, unique New Yorker, you know, uh, some sort of tongue twister, but no, not, that's not the case. My, I, I mean, this is interesting to you. My process is, um, I like to, uh, usually it's the lights are kind of bright. They, they, they're right over our heads and they hit, they hit the copy just perfect where it bounces into my eyes. Ooh. I like to turn down the lights. Yeah. I like to work without my shoes on. It's just something I've done the last couple of years. Um, and, uh, and I even turned the, uh, the, the light on the mic stand off. Uh, which kind of uh, uh, will upset a certain, it depends on the director, because from their point of view, through their glass, they can't see me because <laughs> I've made it dark, the light from their room bounces and all they see is themselves and that kind of frustrates them. But uh, uh, we've kind of like made like a happy, happy medium. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually got the chance um, when I was working at Fisher Price to actually direct my own uh, voice acting uh, session. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, and um, that uh, brings me to my other question, which is uh, communication. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't have the opportunity to use like the really nice uh, sound studio at Fisher Price. We just used our de uh, department sound booth, mm -hmm. and we really had no way of communicating because we didn't have a a, a walkie talkie. Talk, you know a talk back okay. so i had to like communicate with hand signals outside <laughs> of the booth to uh my uh voice actor in the um in the box uh -huh. um so i mean is it what was it like just like a lot of thumbs up thumbs down little oh totally like yeah it was not so much it was, yeah it was just it was thumbs up you know i i made him do the line like you know the three times uh -huh. and uh yeah, it was, it was a lot of thumbs up for him because I, I was brand new to it and I had another guy who was uh, mentoring me and uh, it was it was a good experience. It was really fun. But um, do, do you uh, encounter communication problems, um, you know, with yourself in the studio sometimes? Um, I don't know if I understand what you, what you mean uh, with myself. Um, I mean, communicating with like the director or is it, you know, the director's 
uh, for the voice acting, are they like just that good? Um, oh no, they're they're that good. I mean, we have I mean we have talkbacks, and we can hear we can hear them, and they'll you know they'll they'll interrupt us in the middle of a take if they're if they're not getting what they want. Um, no, the communication is is fluid uh, between us yeah. and, and the and the and the booth directors. Cool. Um, Mark, any comments? Uh, I was just wondering. Like, <clears throat> sorry, I'm fighting off a cold. Uh, how is it? You were talking about working with certain other actors. Are there actors, voice actors that you've worked with a lot that you prefer to work with? Or I guess maybe not say that because you might get in trouble with other ones. But like, <laughs> uh, there, there. Let me put it this way: there aren't there are any voiceover actors that I that I wouldn't want to work with. I mean, I look forward to. When you, when you book a show, you don't really know who's in it until you, you walk in the room, unless you happen to share the same agent. So I'm always excited to see, you know, the usual suspects, you know, whether it be Kevin Michael Richardson or Tara Strong or Phil Lamar. Um, uh, and then, you know, uh, like uh, I'm doing this other show for uh, The Hub um, called uh, Dual Masters. And uh, Scott Wolf is in that. And, and I, you know, I haven't seen Scott since I did a, I did a movie with him called White Squall. You know, back in '94. Nice. Uh, so yeah, it's it's always it's always you know uh, familiar faces and uh, or blasts from the past. But no, man, it's just it it's it's like I guess like a college dorm. I mean, it's <laughs> so uh, like I always fear if like anyone brought their kids to a recording session. There's a lot of blue humor going on, which I right. which from, I understand because I've talked to a lot of guys that, that worked on like the original Transformers or Smurfs. I mean, like. It's been like that, you know, since since the beginning. Just a lot of blue humor, uh, Smurfs blue humor. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and you know, a lot of a lot of these guys are knuckleheads. Too. It's it's always a pleasure to work with them. You know, definitely. Uh, kind of segueing off, you talking about Transformers. You're gonna be on a new Transformers show that's coming out, Rescue Bots. Yeah, man, Rescue Bots. We did a a premiere. A, we did a sneak preview in December. We had a premiere last weekend, and it. It premieres on uh, the Hub uh, this coming Saturday, uh, I believe, eight thirty Eastern. Um, was eleven thirty Eastern? Check your local listings. I should really do <laughs> this, but, but yeah, it's, it does. It definitely premieres uh, this Saturday, and it's uh, it's 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 a younger. It's for a younger audience. It's for uh, the, <laughs> the the kids who 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 need a, a, a easier toy to transform rather than oh, yeah. the, the new wave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of some of the ones are almost like impossible to transform one way, and then if you do get them that way, good luck trying to get it back to the the original. <laughs> oh, dude, they gave they gave us some. Um, they gave us like the Comic Con uh, uh, Bumblebee and RC uh, limited editions, and I and I opened it and I gave it to my son, and and you know he's he's two, he can he can barely move it. And I'm like, well, I'll let Daddy show you how it's done, and I had to look <laughs> yeah. at, the, at the instructions. Like if I was playing with these toys. By the time I got Bumblebee transformed into a robot, the Decepticons would have won. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's impossible. Uh, and are are you a human character on the show? Or are you going to be a Transformer on the show? No, I am a human character. My character's name is Cade. Um, my uh, my bot that I'm teamed up with is a Heatwave, voiced by a Steve Bloom, who's Starscream and Transformers Prime. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, for those who don't know, it's uh, you know. Uh, uh, takes place in this uh, little island town in Maine. It's kind of like uh, technologically advanced. And uh, Optimus Prime, 
who makes a few cameos, uh, uh, assigns a team of Trent of Autobots to our island to uh, uh, kind of team us up with a with a rescue team, uh, like you know, uh, chief of police, uh, fire uh, fire marshal, who I am, you know, a uh, a family. And uh, while the family learns how to work together as a team, the Transformers are kind of learning what it is to be a family, and you know, us, you know, Cohen. Cohabitating, working together, and it's all kind of like brought together through the eyes of a little boy named Cody, who uh, is uh, my character Cade's younger brother. Kind of uh, having us all work together, and there's all uh, there's no Decepticons. It's not that kind of like dark villainy, you know. It's just it's it's more for a younger a younger audience. Cool. So kind of like maybe like from like four to like six or four to seven or something like that i'd say it could it could appeal to an old maybe maybe up to 12 maybe 13 right, that's cool yeah i have to introduce my son patrick to that then too please do <laughs> yeah uh, very cool and kind of going from that we talked a little bit about the Jurassic park video game last time oh yeah how is it different working on a video game uh, and as opposed to like a television series, do, do would you just do all the work at once, as in having to go back in multiple times for a t- television series? It depends on the project. Um, uh, Jurassic Park, you know, I was I was one of the uh, one of the main characters, so it was a uh, it was a few, it was a, I think I did like four or five sessions. Um, video games are usually just one-on-one just it's just one actor at a time i've I've never done a video game where i work with um other actors in the booth uh and uh in this situation actually it was recorded in san francisco so i've never it's my first time working on a project where they they flew me up in the morning recorded um and they flew me right back (laughs) (laughs) very cool did you get any hangout time at all uh, you know, a little bit. You know, it was, it was a cute little town called Fairfax, um, just outside of like, uh, uh, like near Skywalker Ranch. Like when I first got there, I thought, "Oh wow, oh that's amazing! I'm going to go to Skywalker Ranch to record this. It's great." But <laughs> we stopped short right into this cute little like hippie town, and uh, and that's where our uh, recording studio was. Nice. Yeah. Uh, segue it off to you. Okay, and let's see. Um, the other, what else were we looking at? There was some. Um... Sorry, Mark, I'm lost here for a second. <laughs> Sorry, I can edit. <clears throat> so we went over Young Justice and the Jurassic Park video game. Mm-hmm. Um. We're doing a Miyazaki segment in a few weeks, Jason. Oh, sweet. And uh, we're going to go over all the films of Miyazaki. And I'm just interested to know. We I know we interviewed you on Spirit Away the last time you were on the show. And I was just interested um, if you had any other favorite Miyazaki films, like other than Spirit Away. Man, I have. <laughs> Before I booked Spirit Away, I had never seen or even heard of Miyazaki. I'm, I, I'm not. Uh, it's not that I'm against anime. I've just never really gravitated towards it. Um, and I have not seen a Miyazaki film since. So <laughs> uh, I don't know if that makes me a, a terrible uh, Miyazaki um, employ- employee. Uh, I'm proud to have done the work and 
I, I wore my Studio Jubilee tie to the Annie Awards uh, last week, so very nice. <laughs> oh, very nice. <laughs> oh, but no, I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't seen any more uh, any current Miyazaki. I guess. Well, if you oh, if you do find the chance to find some time to watch one, I would suggest uh, Howl's Moving Castle. That's one of my favorites. Okay, I'll put it on my flicks list. Christian Bell does a voice in that, I believe, too. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Going off of you talking about the Annie Awards, how was how was that experience? It was uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Do you do you know what happened? I didn't I didn't get a chance to catch it because my internet was was out that night. But. <laughs> there was a bit of a of a award snafu in my when I went up to the stage. I took the stage with um, uh, Brittany Snow and Bridget. Oh my gosh, I'm totally spacing her last name. She was she's on like a, a couple of Disney Channel shows. Uh, but we're the three of us have collectively done uh, uh, voice work in Miyazaki films. That's why they they paired us together. So it's like it's late in the show. You know how award shows kind of go. They kind of you know a little, little bit long, but but it was it was a lot of fun. I like being you know amongst animators and animation and and that kind of talent. Um, and we had a, a script beforehand that was sent to us where the three of us are kind of like arguing who's going to present uh, the final category, kind of like worst for first, best for last kind of thing, you know, egotistical actors. And uh, so we get up there and, uh, and we start to, to do it. And Brittany Snow, and she, she does her bit first. And, uh, you know, we're ad-libbing, we're making our own. I think, you know, we're being kind of funny. And she's like, okay, well, I'll do, go first. So the nominations for best children's programming are, and she, you know, throws it to the, the big screen and they're showing the clips. And she goes, okay, and the winner is. She opens the envelope and announces the winner, and the winner was not listed amongst any of the categories that were just showing on the big screen. <laughs> and the audience, yeah. like, goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> this collective, like, you just gave away the ending of the movie. <laughs> kind of, kind oh, of no. And she was dumbfounded. I kept looking backstage for any sort of help. There was none. No one <laughs> was even given us a thumbs up or thumbs down. Um, uh, Patton Oswalt uh, was hosting, so I called him up on stage to kind of, uh, you know, uh, cool things down. He made, you know, and he, he brought the funny. Uh, he, uh, he suggested we have the, you know, the winner that Brittany announced coming up anyway. Uh, they, which was uh, The Amazing World of Gumball, which uh, I friggin' love that show, so I got to meet <laughs> them, and, and they'll never forget me, that's for sure. Uh, and then uh, Bridget does her category, and then I do mine, and I'm just reading off the teleprompter, and as I'm reading, the audience is, like, turning against me again. I'm like, what? I, I don't understand why you're yelling at me. They're, they're, they're saying, like, whatever I just said. Uh, Brittany just said, uh, they're like, just open the envelope already. Oh, you know, my God. Late in the show, people are already, like, kind of squirmish. They just want to get out of there. So I'm like, okay, here, here we go. Hope, yeah. So it was, uh, needless to say, it was the life of the after party. That's what I keep telling people. Yes. <laughs> I always get a good story about out of bad situations like that, at least. So. I think it's. I think that clip has been saturated on YouTube as well. If you look up Annie's and and a category snafu, I think you'll 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 see it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, def we'll definitely we'll definitely have to put that within like the the show uh, titles when we post it online. So, so you guys, so you guys cover animation. Have you guys seen Amazing World of Gumball? I think I've seen a few episodes of it. When when I used to have, have cable, I would watch 
almost every single Cartoon Network show with with my son. But now that we moved, we kind of just have Hulu and Netflix to tide us over. So I haven't got to see as much of like newer series and whatnot. What about you, Mark? Yeah, yeah I, I have not seen it either, unfortunately. Man, I, I'm just blown away by the show. I tell everybody... <laughs> I've been telling everyone about it because I've just I've been so uh, stunned by how clever it is, and it's it's clever in like not a like a uh, uh, not like Family Guy and and yeah. and South Park or like like most comedies. You know, they take shots. They like you know sometimes hit below the belt. Oh, yeah. Like this is just like pure comedy. I mean, like really clever. And plus, it's mixed media. There's like two D animation. There's three D. There's even like you know. You know how, like, when you uh, turn your face upside down and put a like a, a blanket over over your nose and, <laughs> and, and eyes and your chin looks like yes. a face? It's like yes. that kind of character. And uh, and the the stars of the show are are two kids, and one of them is this kid Logan, who is Beast Boy on Young Justice. And I went in to do a Young Justice record, and and I I just watched a bunch of episodes. I'm sitting in the in the lobby. I'm like, has anyone seen the show? Amazing World of Gumball. It's it's ridiculous. That the kid who's in it is fantastic. Have you seen it? And Logan raises his hand. He's like, "Well, I'm I'm Gumball." Like, I, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "I'm such a big fan of yours." I, I just I melted. I think I, I freak him out because every time he comes into a session, I'm like, "You're amazing." I you need to tell me where you live. I need to sleep in your bed. <laughs> How do you do what you do? <laughs> oh, that, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, the the show that's kind of like that for me that I that I had seen on Cartoon Network a while ago was Adventure Time. I don't know if you. Uh, yeah, I know. I gotta catch that too. I haven't I haven't seen that that either. I know uh, John DiMaggio's in that, and uh, uh, I've been hearing a lot of good things about it. That and Regular Show, they're both pretty funny. Right on. Uh, kind of segueing to what we've been talking about. Uh, Star Wars just came out in 3D this week. How do you? That's right. Did you get a chance to go see that, or how do no, you? No, man, I haven't. I haven't had with a with a, a baby. I haven't had time to really yeah. see anything. <laughs> I've gotten some screeners, um, uh, thankfully this season. Um, other than that, um, n- no, I have not. I have not seen. I don't know if I'm going to. I don't know if. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want to sit through that again. I wasn't really a <laughs> huge fan. I'm kind of interested to see what the 3D conversion is. I saw Beauty and the Beast in 3D, and I was yeah. really impressed. Like. Like when the when it started and and uh, as soon as the opening credits rolled, like the, the entire audience went ooh, like this whole collective, like wow, that's better than we expected. The layering was really deep and yeah. and really impressive. So I don't know, we'll see. I think there's other things I'd like to see first before you know I put those 3D glasses on and see <laughs> episode one. Yeah, the the trailer that w- the uh, Finding Nemo 3D trailer is attached to Beauty and the Beast made me really excited for that coming out in 3D later this year too. Yeah, I'll check that out for sure. Maybe we'll get a goofy movie re-released in 3D. <laughs> that, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. And you have Max swinging through the auditorium in 3D. Right. Come, cool. like, like he'll be like really over everyone's heads. <laughs> uh, have you have you ever, ever gotten a chance to see any of the animated adaptations of Star Wars at all? Like the Clone Wars or uh, even going back, I guess, to like the animated droids, droids or Ewoks? Yeah, man. I remember. I mean, that was uh, old school Saturday morning stuff. Uh, I definitely watched droids. Definitely watched Ewoks. You know, anything that was connected to Star Wars at the time, uh, I 
definitely watched even the 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 uh, indoor movies of the week. Yeah. Um. Uh. I've watched some Clone Wars. I really, really dug the micro series that Gendy Tartakovsky because yeah. uh, I'm a big Samurai Jack fan, and uh, and I liked his style. Um, and I've watched. Um, I, I, I haven't in, invested in you know all the episodes, but the ones I have seen of, of the, the 3D uh, Clone Wars, I've been really impressed. I just like I like the story, I like the performances, I like the look, I like that it's dark. It doesn't really you know patronize to to the audience. It kind of gives the Star Wars fans what they want. Definitely. Well, it was kind of cool. In the last season, they had uh, Liam Neeson come back to do the voice of Qui-Gon for an episode, which was oh, nice. Which was nice. And then apparently Darth Maul is coming back this season. Wow. I'm, not, I'm not sure how they're dealing with that, but even though he was cut in half. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, who knows what happened when he fell down that hole. It could have been, you know, yeah. those machines like in the Jetsons that sews him back together. <laughs> they have crazy technology. They can do anything. Right. Uh, I guess leading to like my next question, from the the different studios you've worked at, uh, what are or kind of your favorite studio, as in like uh, layout wise, or I don't like trying to figure out how to word this correctly, because um, I've seen you post a lot of photos like from Nickelodeon or mm-hmm. Disney, which I don't know kind of is the best atmosphere. Let's see, you know, Nickelodeon's fun because, you know, the inside of the studio looks like a Nickelodeon cartoon. It's it's just, uh, you know, it's kind of like wavy, blobby kind of furniture. You know, it look, you know, it looks like it could be a a set for you can't do that on television. <laughs> um, Disney is fun uh, that, you know, going on that lot because there's just so much history there. And, and I used to work there doing like Boy Meets World. Yes. A lot of live action stuff, and and there's you know there's there's still like little secret nooks you know that that you can find and, and explore. Um, Warner Brothers is kind of it's it's besides the the back lot that's attached to where the ADR stages are, it's pretty cut and dry. Just the studio, you know. Um, what most people don't realize is that you know we don't depending on regardless of the company we work for, whether it be Warner Brothers, Disney, or a hub, um, we don't necessarily work in their recording studio. Um, I mean, Disney has recording studios, but they use it mostly for auditions. We are farmed out to um, studios all over town, uh, independent contractors like Margarita Mix and LA Studios and Studioopolis. Uh, um, that's where Warner Brothers uh, farms out a lot. And they uh, sometimes those studios can be pretty awesome just the interior you know like they obviously got some kick-ass uh interior designer uh you know to do up the furniture and big sculptures and you know amazing kitchens with you know a a, a cappuccino person to make whatever you want um but not really tied into some you know animation theme per se definitely very cool yeah i'm all set uh with questions, but I do have one popular uh, culture question for you. What is your reaction on the Whitney Houston? Uh, she passed away this week. Yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm I'm shocked and saddened. I'm, I was a fan. Uh, I mean, she's unparalleled 
I mean, she was one of the true divas of, uh, of her industry. Um, yeah. You know, and she's so young. I mean, uh, it, it's kind of, it, it hits it, ho- it hits home a little bit because my brother-in-law uh, passed away uh, over Christmas of a stroke and he was only 47 and that's just, just too oh, difficult, wow. you know? Yeah. Um, and she still had uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of work ahead of her. I, I don't know. Have you guys found out what the deal was? Have they released any cause of, cause of death? No, um, I don't, I don't think they have yet. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's just sad. I just, you know, I remember when I was younger, I watched like the bodyguard. Sure. <laughs> that movie and uh it's just it's you know one of those surprising things that happened so yeah. you know it's just you know what everyone's talking about right now yeah but yeah all right well thank you so much for coming on the show again jason of course thanks for having me can i uh, can i plug uh, my uh, web series yeah definitely yeah it's not it's not animated uh but uh, it is it's a uh, it's live action if you guys want to uh, if your listeners want to see what i look like uh, go to spaceguysinspace.com, and uh, we did about 18 episodes of this. Uh, I call it Laverne and Shirley in space. Just me and this other guy trapped in a space pod, uh, the only lone survivors of humanity, uh, <laughs> trying to uh, uh, trying to rescue ourselves. So uh, please check that out. Very cool. cool. I'm Definitely. sure we'll have a lot of audience interested in that. So very cool. All right. Well. Don't forget, you can uh, follow us individually on Twitter, um, Animated Podcast, or me at QuestPack and Mark at Mark Bibbert. Uh, fee- feel free to email us at uh, animationfascinationpodcast uh, at gmail.com or visit our website, animationfascination.wordpress.com. I'm Matt Quest for myself. Um, I'm Mark Bibbert. Uh, thank you for listening and make sure to tune in again next time and thank you again uh, Jason thank you guys you, you guys can follow him on Twitter as well at, at Jason Marson that's right thanks man awesome. really appreciate it and my pleasure have a good night sir hey you too all right is that it we have to hang up now if you want to <laughs> you don't have okay. to you know I was actually I was invited to um do you guys know who Matt Mercer is he's a voice actor he sounds, sounds familiar. familiar. Yeah. He's on. He's on the new Thundercats. Um, a lot of video games, but his girlfriend is doing a live action, um, uh, Batgirl web series. She plays Batgirl, really? and they're filming right now. In fact, if you guys look on Matt Mercer's Twitter page, uh, he posted pictures of her. Uh, but I'm just too damn tired. I had my son all day today because my wife was working. Uh, but I'm here in my pajamas. I'm feeling pretty comfortable. I think I'm going to stay here. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Cool. Bye. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much. Yeah. And uh, Thank keep you. in touch. Thanks. You too. too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Later. Cool, cool.